What's going on, everybody? Welcome and welcome back to Real Reality Realness with Cherie Laveau, the podcast where I, Cherie Laveau, dive deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and ask all the questions about what they don't want out. Today, we're going to be diving back into the real reality of The Real Housewives of Atlanta season 14 reunion. This is part two, and you know what? I'm not as excited as I was for part one. I know that I previously stated that part one was better than the whole damn season, and I stand by that, but I'm not exactly optimistic that they're going to be able to keep this up. If Kenya thinks that her big get is going to be that Marlo has a fake name, well, honey, you better get back to reaching, because with as many mugshots as this iconic ex-con has, it's not exactly shocking to find out that she has a couple aliases thrown in there, too. And speaking of Kenya, I really don't want to hear about her group dating. Or her dating at all, for that matter. You know, I think they might have gotten all the juice out of this first squeeze. And the next two episodes are just going to be us praying for more. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get back into it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome and welcome back. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Cherie Laveau, and we are here to dive back into The Real Housewives of Atlanta, Season 14 Reunion Part 2. And listen, I am excited to do the show. I am not necessarily excited to cover Real Housewives of Atlanta because I just feel like I'm not getting compelling story out of these women and so with the season not being um invigorating to me in any context I am having a hard time being excited about the reunion because I get annoyed when the when the reunion is more exciting than the show because y'all are excitingly talking about a bunch of boring ass shit right and that annoys the hell out of me So listen, they jump back in and they're still talking about Marlo and her traumas and all the things that she was going through. And she gets asked about, you know, the things that were going on. And Sanya holds her accountable for the shit that she said. Now, mind you, what Sanya did here made a lot of sense to me because I was saying to y'all last week how it didn't make any damn sense to me how she could have enough discernment to see Drew Sedora flip on camera and then decide to not be friends with her but then see the shit that Marlo has done all season and then make friends with her of all people, right? That didn't make sense to me. Now, Sanya made a lot of this make sense in this episode because she said that she was able to call her out on the shit that she did. She held Marlo accountable for the shit that she said and did in the scenes and over the season, but she recognized that Marlo really needed a real friend and the conversations that they had behind the scenes truly led her to understand that Marlo is not turning up for TV. She's not, you know, lashing out because she wants to make a scene. Does she probably go there for TV? Does she probably go further than she probably would with somebody who's actually her real friend in real life because there are cameras rolling? Yes, but the extent that Marlo goes is because she really needs a friend and so she's going after people who are just lashing out at her, right? Which 
only made sense when it came to Kenya because it didn't make no sense to me why she went after Candy. It didn't make any sense to me why she said any of the things about Candy that, that she said. The only way that Celia's explanation around uh, Marlo's behavior really made sense is if she's referencing Kenya specifically. Um, I still don't understand why she chose to go after Candy. I still don't understand why um, she chose to do things the way that she did them this season. I feel like she comes in with a certain intention, but her actions contradict everything that she says about that. And mind you, speaking of, Kenya had a good point about uh, 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 about Marlo and her actions contradicting the things that she says that her intentions are. She's not wrong. The problem that I have with Kenya commenting on this is the fact that Kenya is the exact same girl and that Kenya is willing to do the exact same things that she's willing to call Marlo out for. And like I was saying about Sanya choosing to be friends with Marlo versus being friends with Drew, the reason why her not being friends with Drew and being friends with Marlo makes sense is because Marlo, when it comes to Kenya specifically, appeared to not truly be malicious. I can't give her that same level of grace and understanding when it comes to Candy, but I could see what she was saying when it came to Kenya, right? Drew genuinely feels like she's just turning up for TV. She genuinely just feels like she's turning up for TV. But as much as I can agree with Kenya's point about her calling her out for her contradicting herself, Kenya, you are the exact same girl. It is a contradiction for you to sit here and hold somebody to the fire for something that you are willing to do in retaliation to that person and then justify it with the same action. I've said this before. You can't sit here and point your finger and call somebody wrong for something and then turn around and do the exact same thing to that person and say that it's okay because they because they did the same thing to you. That sounds childish, it sounds immature, and it sounds stupid as hell. You need to grow the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? So even when Kenya does have a point, it pisses me off because yes, that, that applies to Marlo, but it also equally applies to you too. And it feels like you are just going after anything that Marlo says to discredit her because she is now on the same platform, on the same couch with the same amount of screen time and opportunity to be just as famous as your ass. And you don't like that somebody who you feel is beneath you is now on the same platform as you. Do you get me? But 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 the problem is y'all are the same girl. And Kenya's issue is is that she projects all of her issues with Marlo as a defense. So that we don't see that she's just like her. Do you get what I mean? And, and it's really annoying. But police officers in the group chat, I need to have a conversation with y'all real quick because I need to ask a question. Cause something Marlo said when they covered her robbery or her break-in at, at, at her home it left me with a question and I was wondering why it was handled like this police officers in the group chat do officers tell you not to release the details of an incident that happened like if somebody tries to break into your home is it standard procedure for police officers to tell you not to relayed the incident because at first it didn't make sense to me 
because I agreed with what Kenya was saying when she was saying like this is a situation that can keep all of us safe because King because Candy had had a break in in her home or a situation where somebody showed up to her home earlier in the season and then it happened to um, Marlo and then I think she said it happened to somebody else but I understood that I was like okay well you're on a TV show she's a public figure like is there why would you not share it to somebody like 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 your castmates do police officers tell you not to share that information publicly like on social media or in like a press conference or you know something like that because they don't want you to potentially like mess up the the um chances of them apprehending apprehending the person who did this is that the reason or is it like Marlo just making up shit to have something to say when when Kenya called her out because it didn't make a lot of sense to me when she was like um they said don't say anything because I was like well wait a minute like y'all are public figures so how could you not like that's interesting to me so I just wanted to ask a question to the police officers is that true that they tell you not to release the in release the details of your incident and if it is true what are the specific contexts of that and what and what are the reasons for that do they tell you not to do that if you're a public figure and not release it publicly because i feel like she could have not gone on instagram and said something about it but she could have in the group chat said to the girls hey this is what happened there this is what's going on blah 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 like this is what i mean by kenya makes good points but she makes it hard for me to defend her because She's she seems to only go after Marlo this hard, right? And it almost seems like with Kenya, you have to second guess whether she's saying something out of genuine concern or out of being a real person, or is she saying something that happens to have a good point, but she's saying it just to take down Marlo, right? That's the part that annoys me. What also annoys me is Marlo's story about the boys and why she kicked them out because it made no no damn sense. You came on the whole season talking about one thing and then you get on the reunion and you say something completely different and it pisses me off because at the end of the day, you resorting to them explanting them from your home displacing them from your home still should have been the last resort at the end of the day you talking about you didn't take classes you didn't do this you didn't do that you could have been doing all of that while they were in the home you could have gotten therapy while they were in the home you could have done all of this while they were in the home i understand that you didn't have have the opportunity to do that preemptively or 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 before they came into your home but at the end of the day, they have school. They do all the things. Th- things are the things you can make time to go and buy them new phones and go and get them Gucci, Louis, Fendi, Prada. You you can make time to go and do all of that. Make time to go and get 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 them boys some fucking therapy. Make some time to to go and take some parenting classes. Make time to go and do all of that. And why was it that you were the exception to to the rule? Like, did they just enter your home be- before you had the opportunity to go through the foster care process? Because I can understand how that happens. That makes sense. Like, what was the details of that? Like, to Kenya's point, it is contradictory, but it pisses me off that you still resorted to kicking them out of your home, even if it was going to a family member, because she should understand more. 
she did the exact same thing. Like, like, like she went through the exact same things with her story and her foster families. So to me, she grew up, she, she, she was rebellious and she saw how it happened to her. Why didn't she in that moment, just because you don't have specific parenting classes when it comes to being a foster parent, you have one of the best classes in life when it comes to this situation. And that's life experience. At the end of the day, you have something that uh, that somebody who teaches you a class about being be, being a foster parent can never teach you, and that's what that shit feels like. You have you sat here and opened the episode talking about none of these girls can walk a mile in your shoes, and this, that, and the third, blah, 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 blah. But you have walked miles in both of those boys' shoes. So for me, it's not a wash for me for you to sit here and say, "Oh, well." My excuse is that I didn't have the classes. I didn't have time to prepare because at the end of the day, you have a better class than somebody at social services can can teach you. You know exactly how those boys feel from experience. You don't have to empathize with them. You know exactly what they've been through and what doors they've walked through and what mattresses on the floor they've slept on. So it pisses me off when you sit here and try to blame everything else on some shit when you have the experience. Why didn't you think back and do what you would have wanted your foster families to do? Why didn't you do what your foster families wanted you to do? Why or or why didn't you do what you wanted your foster families to do? Why? You sat here and admitted that you resorted back to what you know. So this goes back to me saying, why can't these women make the choice in the moment to be the change that they want to see? Especially when they will sit here and hold other women on the cast accountable like they are motherfucking authority figures. When it comes to having moral character, you will sit here and call somebody out for the same shit that you make excuses for yourself doing. And that pisses me the fuck off, especially when it comes to this, because there are children involved. You sat here and you displaced those boys and you blame it on people doing the same thing to you. Same thing I said about Kenya being the same girl as Marlo and her trying to attack Marlo for the same shit that she's willing to do to Marlo. Y'all are the same girl. I keep saying that. Candy gave a great example of what I'm trying to say when she said that her home was being amazing and like how she went to this foster home and how, you know, it was all great and fabulous and she thought that that was going to be her forever home and then next thing you know, she came home one day and they told her that she got to get the fuck out, basically. And she did the exact same thing to, to, to the boys and the fact that you sat here and brought them into this lifestyle, brought them the Louis Prada Gucci, the fact that you bought them iPhones and did all of this and did all of that and you upgraded them and you made them a accustomed to a lifestyle that they've never known before and then one day just up and told them to get the fuck out because you felt like you couldn't do it when you were the person that stepped up to be the person in their lives you did the exact same thing that your foster families did to you and that is no excuse for behavior for me it's no excuse it's no excuse let me give you a personal 
example of what I'm talking about. My mother is an emotionally shut off person. She's not an open person. She wasn't open with me. This, that, and the third. And I felt like my mother was emotionally unavailable for me growing up. And then it it eventually led to her being physically unavailable to me. Do I have the right to use my mother's inability to parent me properly or how I felt I should have been parented as an excuse to not parent my daughter correctly now? Is that an excuse for me to not be emotionally available to my child and inflict the same trauma onto her that my mother inflicted onto me? I'm, I think about that every single day. I work through that every single day. So for somebody to sit here and say that they use the traumas that people inflict on them as a reason to inflict trauma on other people, it really it really sends me to the moon because I will never understand putting somebody through the same shit that you go through. Like, why? Why? Especially people who don't deserve it. This ain't even shit that you wishing on your enemies. This is shit that you're putting the people that you claim you love through. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand how you can sit here and watch your boys go through the same shit that you cry on this stage about. Or that you attempt to cry on this stage about. I don't get it. I'm sorry. I can't get with you choosing to do what your foster parents did to you because you needed a break. You needed a break? Like, like when does a parent get a break? Like, I'm sorry. Go take the classes. Go get the therapy. Like, the boys are bigger than you. Like, you made that choice. Your responsibility. You built, like... You have to find the balance because this is... This is only an excuse because she didn't birth them. Do you get what I mean? I feel like... You would never be able to even utter these words had you given birth to those boys. If these were not just your foster boys, if these weren't just your nephews, if these weren't just boys you took in your house, you would have never been able to get away with you saying you needed a break and just throwing them the fuck out as much as you did. Do I feel like you got away with it? No. But do I feel like... You got somewhat of a past because you're a foster mother who's trying to figure it out. This and that. Ah, sure. But had you given birth to them, you would have gotten it so much worse. And I don't understand that. Like, not like to me, you saying that you don't have the classes and <laughs> and you didn't get classes and you weren't prepared to be a mother. And this that, and the third. Not all birth mothers get classes either. But they don't all throw their kids away for a recent and a fucking vacation. How many mothers out here get pregnant and aren't ready? Didn't think they would didn't think they would ever be mothers. Get pregnant by accident. Didn't plan to have a baby. But they get out here and they pull their motherfucking self up by their bootstraps and they handle their business. Like just because you're a foster mother, that doesn't give you no excuse to be lackluster in parenting or to just skip out on parenting when you feel feel like it. Like, I don't under 
stand. Like I said before, you should have done all of this, the, the, the therapy and the life coaches and all of that. You, 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 you should have done all of that while they were in your home from the beginning, while you sitting here taking them on trips and exposing them to new things and doing this, that, and the third and buying them designer clothes and buying them the newest iPhone and doing them all of that. While you were doing all of that, you should have also been balancing that with managing their mental health and managing your preparation as a parent because you sitting here trying to be the fun auntie when you're supposed to be being a fucking mama. And that's not okay. You should have... You should have been handling their mental health and making sure that they weren't developing some initial trauma that causes them to lash out while they were in your care. Just like you should have been getting all all of the therapy to not only deal with your mental trauma, but make sure that you don't inflict that, that mental trauma onto them. To me, it doesn't feel like it was one or the other. Oh, you have the boys now, so you can't prepare to have them. Now you're in it. No, do the work while they're there. That's what mothers do all the time. That is what parents do all the time. I didn't give birth to my daughter, but I had to figure it the fuck out. I can't just check out of parenting. It doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. It does not make sense because you should have done all of this life coaches, therapy, all of that. You should have been able to do that while they were in your home. Listen to what I'm saying. They were in your home for three years before you threw them out. You threw them out on year four, year three or year four. At the end of the day, they were in your home for more than a year before you threw them out. You threw them out for 30 days. So you mean to tell me that in 30 days you went and got life coaches, therapy. You went and had a seance. You went and made your whole life better for you to come back and parent them boys for the rest of their time in your home. Like that doesn't make sense to me. So you mean it took you 30 days to do work that that you chose not to do for two or three years? That makes you look worse to me. That makes you look worse to me. Because at the end of the day, it shouldn't like it shouldn't have to take you getting backlash from America because you threw these boys out on TV thinking that thinking that America was going to feel sorry for you and all of that when you should have been doing that from the motherfucking beginning you you knew you weren't a mother from from the beginning so why didn't you learn how to be a parent then i'm i'm sorry like you sit here and you spoil the boys and you do all of that but like like when it comes to andy asking her about these foster girls right my thing is I think she does spoil the boys and that's the problem. She spoils the boys more than she parents the boys and the, and, the, and and that's the issue. But because she doesn't want the girls in her foundation or her foster girls or you know whatever the case whatever the girl she 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 working with or whatever, she don't want them to have um old clothes or whatever blah 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 once she explained it i got where she was coming from on the whole they're used to having hand-me-downs and this and the third blah 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 she wants them to feel like they they getting something new i get that okay, okay okay cool but i think she does spoil the boys but she has them more she has the boys more than she has the foster girls so i think that she does a lot for the girls at once whereas with michael and william they get theirs over the whole year over the time think about it 
the new phones, the new clothes, the designer clothes, the private schools. She does all of this and all of that for the boys over the year whereas she sees those girls however many times she sees those girls throughout the year and so she makes it a priority to give them all that she can in the moments that she's with them versus Michael and William they get it all year round do you get what I'm saying and Kenya with this motherfucking tissue talking about can I have a tissue you're an evil bitch Kenya I'm sorry like 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 the shit is played out like, you doing that shit, this whole shady, messy, um, bitchy type of reality star character, it's played out and it's old. Like, it's so fucking stupid because at the end of the day, you are no better than Marlo. At the end of the day, whether it's damage control or not, it takes one to know one and who knows if this is her crying for help do you get what i'm saying like marlo could once again be crying for help she really could because at the end of the day she's never dealt with all the shit from her childhood she's never had the opportunity or the time or made the time or taken the time to deal with all the shit that she's dealing with and now she's trying to be a mother and an auntie and all of this stuff on top of that she probably is crying for help and doesn't know how to express herself because of the shit that she's been through right not everybody goes through interprets and deals with and processes shit the same just because Kenya interprets and lashes out her shit in a different way doesn't mean that she's any different than fucking Marlo. Just because Kenya don't have a rap sheet don't mean that she's any different than Marlo. Do you get what I mean? Once again, Kenya is the same girl. But what pissed me off is that Andy fucking enabled that bullshit. He encouraged that bullshit talking about oh are you moved no my nose is cold and then you gonna sit here and run with that messy shit talking about um does she want her to move on i'm finna uh, uh, uh. you know what uh, i'm about to do that that's really fucking that that's messed up because it invalidates all that 10 minutes you sat here and gave her to to explain her childhood and give her all of that why did you give her that if you were just gonna sit here and just sweep it right under the rug to just move on to the next um point because of a shady ass comment like that was just like andy i'm so sick of you hosting fucking reunions because you want to pretend to be personal to not look like an asshole but then you're so willing to jump back into the shady shit because that's what you care about the most you just want to be shady and funny and witty and quippy but then when it comes to the real shit you don't want like you want to pretend to be involved in that so you so you can look like you really care but but then you so willing to, 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 to throw the shit away like that shit pisses me the fuck off i'm sorry i'm tired of andy cohen hosting reunions with black women i'm sorry because it seems like andy is so much more willing to do shit that is so inappropriate and disrespectful when he's hosting reunions with black women than he is with white women this goes back to to, to, to the example that i gave or the, or that i give all the time when 
he made the assumption that Monique's husband, Chris, wasn't making the, the same amount of money that he was making just because he wasn't playing football anymore. Like she like Andy would have never said that shit to Lisa Vanderpump uh, about Ken just because he's older. She would have never said that shit about nobody else's husband or um he would have never said that shit about nobody else's husband. Like, I, I don't understand. I don't understand why Andy is so much more willing to disrespect black housewives. I get it. I understand it. It's the microaggressions. It's the it's him automatically thinking less of black women because of him, his white privilege, his male privilege, the position that he has in the world. He already is positioned to, to think that black people and black women are less than him. And I guarantee you that he feels like Andy feels like he gave the black franchises a chance to build a new life. I feel like he doesn't feel like that about the white women. I feel like he's just, they're just coming in and doing a job and they're just getting a check. I feel like Andy really feels like he's saving these black women's lives and it pisses me off. It truly shows that you do not give a fuck at all. You sat here and gave Marlo all of that, asked her all these deep ass questions about her childhood, handed her tissue, did all of that just to dismiss all of it for a joke with Kenya. Like if you didn't really believe anything that she was saying, if you really wasn't fucking with what she was saying, then don't ask her the questions. Stick to some shit that really matters. Not that they gave you very much to, to, to talk about this season, but still, if you weren't going to be genuine in the moment, move the fuck on, Andy. Like, just move the fuck on. Why talk about it? Why talk about it? Because at the end of the day, all of this is supposed to be for TV, but everyone's real story is treated like it's not a matter of importance. So why dig for anything deeper if you're not going to actually nurture it like you do the drama? It seems like you you sat here and dug into that um, Sanya and Drew storyline for half the whole fucking episode. And you never wanted to move on from that. Even when you sat here and said you wanted to move on from it, you came back and kept talking about it. You asked Sheree about She by Sheree every motherfucking time you see her. And we've been tired of talking about that. But yet a woman is sitting up here talking about her motherfucking trauma. And a bitch makes a joke and you want to move on. That's real fucked up to me. It's real fucked up. And I don't like it. I don't like it one bit it's not okay and it's not respectful and at the end of the day i don't give a fuck how much marlo handles her situations with less than a diplomatic attitude but at the end of the day just because kenya has more wittier reads does not make her a better person she's a shittier fucking person actually Actually, because Marlo is defensive, Kenya is offensive. Kenya goes after people. Marlo defends herself. Now, mind you, do I have to take a lot of that back when it comes to 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 to, to, to the way that she treated Candy? Yes, I don't know what the fuck Marlo was doing, but she was giving Kenya all season when she was going after Candy for no goddamn reason. Okay. But when it comes to their dynamic, it's just annoying as fuck to me. Let's just move on from them. (sighs) 
excuse me, the fact that Drew agrees that her husband fit the definition of gaslighting and still lets him act act like and still lets him act like he deserves to be shocked says everything I need to know about her. Do you get what I mean? Drew sits here, reads the definition of gaslighting, sits here and says herself that she feels like Drew gaslights her and then turns around and still defends the way that he conducts himself in their marriage confuses the shit out of me but it also lets me know everything that I need to know about Drew Sedora especially when it comes to when they got to talking about seeing you having a baby and what Drew had to say about it that is annoying as fuck to me because it pisses me off that you're gonna sit here and I just don't like it because at the end of the day, you can't sit here and be mad about some shit like Roe versus Wade and then subject your body to the will of your husband. Do you get what I mean? You can't sit here and say, my body, my choice, I'm a woman, I'm this, I'm that, and talk about being such a strong and independent woman and talk about the the, the, the strength of a woman when you're willing to subject yourself and your body to the will of your husband. Drew's advice was not surprising for women like her. Do you get what I mean? Drew is so desperate to have a societally a societally acceptable family that she's willing to try to force her husband to adopt her son when the biological father wants to be involved. It makes perfect sense why she would say shit like, like that. Mind you, the, the biological father may not want to be on camera but he does want to be involved. Let's see how that goes. Because I feel like Drew is the type of bitch who will sit here and say that just because her um, her baby daddy don't want to be involved on camera and, and like come on the show and do shit for the Real Housewives of Atlanta, I feel like she's the person who is willing to say that he doesn't want to be involved at all. And I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all because that man may not want to be a public figure, but he may want to be in his son's life. And I feel like Drew is somebody who is so wrapped up in this show at this point because this is her only source of income that she's willing to do any and everything. And she's willing to lose herself for the sake of creating a storyline. And that includes putting her son's mental health at jeopardy. And I can see that from the way that she uses Josiah as a as a pawn for her husband and I don't like that she uses that boy as a pawn for her husband because she she doesn't have a lot of leverage to stand on in her own marriage she doesn't have a lot of leg to to stand on because I'm sure she sold herself to Ralph as this traditional um housewife type of woman who submits to her husband so now that she wants to step up and actually assert herself in her marriage now she doesn't know how to do that because she's positioned herself this whole time as Ralph's puppet 
I think it's the same thing that happened with Portia her first season. She positioned herself and sold herself to her husband as the woman who was a submissive wife and who was this stay-at-home woman and this, that, and the third, blah, 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 because she thought that that it was one thing and then she got in it and, and, and realized it was something else. And now she sees that, oh, I still want to be a woman of my own word and have my own opinion and this, that, and the third. And I feel like... Now she's contradicting herself because you position yourself one way, got into it, realized it was something different, and now that you want to actually step up and be a hus- step up and be a part of of your relationship, now your husband is like, but wait, but 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 wait a minute, that's not what we agreed on. You know what I'm saying? It that made perfect sense to me. But the fact that Marlo offers Kenya compliments as backhanded shade is so funny to me because when Andy was like do you think that y'all are gonna ever be friends or like what do you think is gonna happen with your relationship with 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 Kenya the way that she was like oh oh my god I'm gonna be devastated it's so hurt I don't know what no know what to do that shit was funny as fuck to me but when Andy asked that woman about her motherfucking edges because um, Kenya has said something shady about her edges and the fact that Andy asked her about them and and Marlo was like, yeah, I've been using Kenya more hair care on my edges or whatever, blah, 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 da, 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 da. The fact that she knew to throw that in as a... <laughs> She 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 threw it in as a backhanded compliment to Kenya, knowing that it was a read because Kenya is up here trying to read her edges and try to read her talking about her edges and shit like that. And she as she said, bitch, the reason why my edges ain't so motherfucking full is because of your damn raggedy ass hair, hair products down to the CVS. Ho, that shit was funny as fuck. Marlo can't read, but if you give her a second she will come back with some funny shit like those two quips about her being like i just don't know what i'm what, what i'm gonna do about kenya I, I just don't know like 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 if we're not friends my my life is just gonna end like i just don't know what to do it's so annoying <sighs> just funny as fuck i'm tired of talk, talking about their relationship but i do want to talk about kenya they brought up kenya calling her husband aggressive calling Sanya's husband aggressive and I genuinely believe that the only reason that Kenya called Sanya's husband aggressive is because she was there by herself she said in her um confessional that she feels sorry for herself because she doesn't have a man there to stick up for her and that told me that had a man been there to stick up for her it would have just been a man sticking up for his wife and it's fucking pathetic to me that this bitch needs that this bitch needs a man to stick up for her so bad that she's willing to project a man sticking up for his wife as being aggressive and then to turn around at the reunion and sit here and say well i can only respect that because that's exactly what you would have wanted your husband to do for you bitch you needed to apologize to her and you needed to to apologize to Ross in that moment because you sat here and you doubled down on calling that man aggressive multiple times when you got your ass to that reunion and sat here and said that all you would have wanted was was for a man to do that for you and you said it in your in your confessionals that lets me know that you don't find her husband aggressive you find the fact that Mark 
would not be willing to do that for you and the fact that he can't be be there for you because your fucking marriage is falling apart that is what you find aggressive that is pathetic and it pisses me off that you're willing to put such a label on a black man in america in this political climate just because you don't have a man standing up for you and the fact that you envied the fact that that woman's husband stood up for her enough to say that she was being aggressive pisses me the fuck off. And I really think that 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 you should be ashamed of yourself. That is problematic as fuck. And it really gets on my goddamn nerves. I don't understand what the fucking problem is and why you decide to be like that. I genuinely don't get it. Let's take a quick break. And we're going to be right back to discuss the rest of the episode. Um, Stay locked in. We'll be right back. All right, y'all. Let's get back to it. Um, I left off by saying that Kenya calling Senya's husband aggressive was one of the most pathetic things in the world to me because you're laying this problematic ass, dangerous ass label on a black man in America in this political climate and I feel like it's dangerous I feel like it's signaling I feel like it's completely unnecessary I feel like it's way too far especially when you would have wanted a man to do the exact same thing for you and like I've said before for you to get on a national platform on national television and to pin the word aggressive on an action so small what you are doing is justifying any old Karen or racist police officer to take your justification and pin it on any black man who they want to call aggressive and pin the smallest thing on them and call them aggressive and justify calling the police on them or killing them. Because Kenya Moore said that a man standing up at his seat is aggressive. What you're doing is justifying white people to pin any type of situation or behavior that they deem out of their realm of acceptability as aggressive and allow them to treat black people a certain way based on that all because you wanted to project your feelings of insecurity and loneliness onto Sanya that is gross behavior for me and that's why it pisses me off when bitches get on here and try to justify the reasons why they do shit and try to act like they're moral authorities on the way that people should be conducting themselves when they do shit like this this is why bitches like kenya will always grind my gears because they are always willing to go too fucking far they're willing to go too far Like at the end of the day, you out here trying to play TV, but you playing with people's lives and that shit is not okay. And then for them to sit here and act like Kenya has had a change this season. To me, there was no change. 
for the time that y'all want to act like Kenya was on this feel-good trip and this, that, and the third, I feel like Kenya was phoning it in because she didn't want to be the villain. She didn't want to be the mean girl. She didn't want to be this, that, and the third. She wanted to have a different season. And so I feel like she set it up for Marlo to, to, to try to come in and take that place because she got a peach. But she was phoning it in. She wasn't giving us shit. And like I've said before, Kenya does not know how to interact with this group of women without being shady. Especially when there's cameras rolling. I can't speak to what she does off camera. Lots of people say that she's a nicer person off camera than she is on camera. But at the end of the day, she does not how to she does not know how to have just a light season because she doesn't know how to properly interact with these women without being shady. Even to the people who have always written for her, like Candy. You sit here and you invite the girls on a damn trip and don't and don't even bother to make sure that you feed they ass, but but you want to sit here and eat, eat a fucking crab cake, cake in front of them. Like, you ain't shit. You ain't shit. You ain't shit and your tears are bullshit to me. Like, I don't want to hear nothing, nothing about Kenya's tears. Just like I don't want to hear nothing about Marlo's tears. Because at the end of the day, the, 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 the same shit that you're willing to sit there and cry over is the same shit that you're willing to weaponize to go after somebody. And you can't have both for me. You can't sit here and cry and want somebody to feel sorry for you for the same thing that you're willing to, to use as a bullet to, to, to shoot them in the face with. That don't make sense to me. That don't make sense to me. And y'all want to sit here and act like Drunk Kenya is so fucking amazing. Drunk Kenya is so amazing. Y'all tried that shit with Erica Jane too. And y'all see where, where, where Drunk Person just letting their hair down got you. Drunk Kenya is tolerable because she's not so caught up in trying to make a scene. She's actually being her motherfucking self. What, what they're not saying is that on camera, Kenya is the best on camera Kenya is tolerable because it seems like people love Kenya when they're not on camera with her soon as they get on camera with her it's oh they don't know what she gonna do oh she gonna do this oh shoot oh she's unpredictable oh she's this and she's that and she's the third it's all of that but then when she's off camera she's the sweetest person in the world everybody who I've heard be on that show with her go off camera with her and they'll then they're like oh she's the sweetest person off camera which means you fake as fuck because if you can't be that person on camera, especially to, to to the people who you have no reason to be defensive with, then to me, that means you're not that person. Do you get what I mean? Like, prime example, don't know how to interact with, with these ladies with, without being shady. They bring up the whole Kenya and Sanya moment when she calls her about the couple's trip, Right? I appreciate Sanya taking accountability for the way she said it, but I'm glad that she didn't take back her stance because at the end of the day, she sat here and she said as she was dialing that bitch's number that she was calling to tell her that she didn't have to bring a man. She could have brought a friend, a homegirl, your hairstylist, whoever. Had she let Sanya finish, she would have gotten the point. 
But the fact that you want to sit here and be so defensive, I think that Kenya was threatened by Sanya because Sanya came on with a husband, a child, a good family, a happy marriage, prospering in life, and she didn't know her. I feel like the reason why she she doesn't necessarily go after Candy like that is because she's friends with Candy. So she knows that Candy is always going to have her back. Sanya is the new girl coming in, and Sanya has everything that Candy, uh, I mean, that Kenya wants. She has a happy marriage, a husband that loves and supports her, that, that's willing to defend her, and a child that she's able to raise with with with, with both with both parents in the household, plus a mother that, that that's willing to ride or die for her. Pay attention, y'all, because at the end of the day, Kenya was threatened by Sanya, and that's what it is. I just figured that out as I'm sitting here talking through it. I love having a podcast and love having platforms where I, I can talk through shit like this with talk through shit like this on because that really pieced it together for me Sanya came on this show as the new girl with everything that Kenya wants at the end of the day she can't project this shit onto Candy because Candy is already her friend Candy is a part of her alliance and I feel like unlike the um Fox the uh, Fox News 5 they actually understand what an alliance is supposed to be. Do you get what I mean? To the to a better extent than the Fox News 5. To a better extent, because Kenya has gone rogue a few times. Like I said earlier, when she almost ruined Cynthia's proposal, going rogue. You know what I'm saying? But once again, had she just sat on the phone and let her get that next sentence out of, I know that... Uh, that I said that it was a couple's trip, blah, 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 blah. But I don't want you to feel like just because you ain't got no man right now that that, that you can't bring nobody. Bring your homegirl. Bring your friend. Bring your business partner. Just make sure you have somebody with you so you don't feel like you by yourself. And then Sanya's explanation of that, of her saying, you know, on the last trip, had she known that she could have brought somebody, she would have brought somebody. You know what I'm saying? So for her to sit here and cut the woman off and hang up on her and do all of that, that's why your ass was sitting there lonely in fucking Jamaica and then that man ran the fuck off on you. She talking about he went to the bathroom. If he would have if he would have went to the bathroom, we we, we would have seen him come back because when he left, that scene didn't end. That scene kept going and kept going and kept going and he never brought his ass back to that table. I feel like they would have shown it had he come back to, to the table. Mind you, we didn't see his ass the rest of the Jamaica trip. But then when it gets to the after show, she want to act like, oh, he's just a cool person. He's not really my type. I'm not physically attracted to him. But wasn't that the whole fucking reason why you stopped and turned the whole golf cart around to go and talk to him because you thought he looked good? See, this is where the bitches get y'all fucked up. They don't be thinking y'all be paying attention. And they be thinking y'all just watch the episode, not be paying attention, and just let, let they ass say anything. And then they think that they can get on the after show and just diddle-daddle and fiddle-faddle and play around with, with y'all. She sat here and said, said on the after show she's not physically attracted to, to that man. But the whole reason she invited that man to dinner was because she said that he was fine. They turned the whole golf cart around just to go back and holler at somebody that she thought was, was, was fine. It's not like she thought that he was attractive because he was discussing quantum physics quantum physics with his business partner at, at the table next to her and, and she just happened to eavesdrop on their conversation. All she saw was his looks at first. 
And that's what she called his ass over for. If you want to be honest, he kind of looked like mad. Like if you just looked too quick and didn't get into what the details of his face was, he kind of looked like mad. To be perfectly honest, he 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 was built like mad and all. So I don't really give a fuck about her trying to play it off. I feel like he didn't really click to her that well. He brought her around all these people on these damn cameras. He was like, what the fuck is this? And he got the fuck up out of there. And she didn't want to explain that he ran off big because of her and her bullshit. At the end of the day, Kenya was rude as fuck and she's always been rude as fuck. Period. Because I don't understand, like, prime example of her being rude as fuck and always being rude as fuck. Like, to me, I wouldn't have brought my ass back either had you sat here and brought me to a dinner as a date and then you bring me to a group dinner with 10,000 people and then you get into an argument. I would have dipped on your ass either. Just like another thing that I don't understand is why the hell no one under, like, why they were so mad about this fucking outfit bus. I'm glad that no one else on that cast understood why they were so upset. The editors are so funny and shady until they catch you missing some shit on the bus, right? Like, get the fuck out of here. That y'all sit here and laugh and joke and joan with the editors talking about, oh, they so shady, they bring up receipts, they catch this, they, 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 they catch that. Oh, but when they catch, but, but when they caught y'all ass missing that motherfucking bus... Oh, shit was different, right? Shit was different. All of a sudden, now you upset. Now, now you upset. At the end of the day, y'all were not in pocket. And then you want to make it about um, how you wanted to make it. About how you wanted to make it about not disappointing Sanya. Because you missed the last thing that, w- that was supposed to be so important. Kenya never said anything about that until uh, 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 about she 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 never said anything about why she wanted to go to iFit until the reunion the whole trip she made Sanya feel like she was a bad hostess instead of just saying I wanted to support you because I missed your previous event bitch you made it her fault why you missed out twice with your late ass just take accountability you wanted to see her and attack Sanya and bully Sanya and then call her husband aggressive for some bullshit that you fucked up on just because you didn't want to sit here and admit that you weren't in pocket you never said anything about you want you you not wanting to disappoint her you not wanting to do this you wanted her to not do her job properly so that she could call you and kiss your ass to to get you on set you wanted the new girl to kiss your ass that's what it is stop faking for these cameras stop faking for these cameras i wish that people were quick enough to clock kenya in her bullshit as fast as she was to clock marlo in her bullshit because i think that kenya sits there and listens to every single word that marlo says waiting for a reason to catch her in some bullshit whereas she really should have just made sure that she had her own goddamn story in check because to me i don't understand how you sit here and make a whole trip about her being a bad hostess because she didn't make sure that you were at ifit but yet you never say until the reunion that you wanted to make sure that 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 you were there to support her you never said that which means to me that that was never your intention and what you're saying right now is bullshit and 
ass, that you're a sad ass liar. You're a sad ass liar. I'm glad that Sanya called her on her shit because I never felt the sentiment either. I never felt like that was the reason why she wanted to be there. Because at the end of the day, I felt like the reason why she was so mad was was because she probably missed a possible business opportunity. I felt like um, Kenya wanted to schmooze and try to work her way into an iFit deal. So she mad she missed the plug. She never said shit about wanting to be there and support Sanya. If you really wanted to be there and support Sanya, you wouldn't have bullied her the rest of the trip and made her feel like she was shit because she didn't stop her entire world, stop her entire business tr- business transaction, the whole reason y'all were in Jamaica in the first fucking place, just to make sure that your bum ass was, was there when you a grown ass woman that should have made the bus on time. Period. And then... I'm glad that Sanya called Sheree on her shit because Sheree sat there and flipped on Kenya and then licked Kenya's ass when she went against Sanya because you sat there and you talked to Sanya all about how um, she needed to handle handle Kenya, how she needed to come in there and set her straight and this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. Bitch, you playing messy and you playing bone collector and then got you caught up. Just say what it is. This is what I mean by all these girls are playing TV and they're not being real. And Sanya is genuinely just trying to make friends with everybody. And all these girls are coming to her knowing that she's being a genuine ass person. And they're trying to fuck with her head and get her caught up and trying to get Sanya to to do her dirty work. All these girls are trying to pull Porsche moves, trying to pull Phaedra moves to try to make Sanya their new Porsche. And it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Not not on my watch. And damn sure not on Aaron Ross's watch. Period. At the end of the day, looks don't make up him being a bad person. Uh, I'm sorry. I skipped a whole point in between there. Sorry. I skipped. I skipped a whole point in between. I, I, I just skipped it. I'm talking, talking about Martel. But what I meant to say in that moment before I skipped to the Martel part was that at the end of the day, Sheree should have just stood up to Kenya and said the same thing to Kenya that she said to Sanya or said to Sanya the same thing that, that she said to Kenya. But this whole running back and forth shit, it didn't work for you on season 10. It's not going to work for you now. Stop and just be fucking real. But going on to Sheree dating Mar- Martel, Andy, shut the fuck about, shut the fuck up about Martel. Because at the end of the day, him being a ten out of ten, his dick being a ten out of ten, that shit don't mean nothing to me. Because at the end of the day, looks don't make up for him being a bad person and him being a bad significant other. He may be a great father, he may be a great friend, he may be all the other things. But at the end of the day, he is a bad significant other based on our experience with him. And the fact that Kenya is so willing to be so supportive of her dealing with with, with this man and playing along with the joke and taking her phone and answering Martel and, and bringing it up at the reunion in the first fucking place. But then being so willing to call him out about him cheating on his wife, having a baby on the side and doing all of that in the same breath means that either one... Kenya is blatantly willing to to be messy as fuck 
Or two, Kenya knows that Sheree is dating dating this man for a storyline to try to off play the whole Tyrone thing. And now she's trying to sweep, sweep the whole prison base shit under the rug with this new man. I don't understand why this was the man that you chose, but good for you. Going down to when Sanya called Kenya out about always using her husband and her child as an excuse for why she does shit and acts the way she does. Kenya, you do pull up Mark in Brooklyn every time someone holds you accountable for some shit that you do. Mark Daly and Brooklyn have nothing to do with the way that you choose to conduct yourself on camera. If you can place yourself as a moral authority on how to treat people, then you should be more accountable for the way that you act. At the end of the day, when somebody calls you out for the way that you talk to them about some shit, that has nothing to do with Mark and Brooklyn, especially when you're not willing to actually talk about Mark on this show and you're not willing to bring up what's going on with your divorce. We didn't see shit about Mark all fucking season. At the end of the day, you want to sit here and use your situation as the only card you have. You want to continue to play that card as a reason why you should not be held accountable for the shitty behavior that, that you engage in that you can't come up with a better excuse for because there is no better excuse for it. Like, I like I said the same thing about Marlo in the first episode fuck your feelings because you use your feelings as pawns to get your way you use your husband and your child as pawns to get your way i don't believe any feelings she shares with these women are genuine they're just plot points to do shit like what she did at the reunion later at the end of the day, Kenya will sit here and use her story, use her situation, use being vulnerable with these girls as reasons why she attacks them later when they don't do what she wants them to do or they do something that that, that she doesn't like. She will always turn around and use the fact that she shared a vulnerable moment with somebody as a reason why she attacks them later instead of just coming to them like, 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 a, like a grown ass person and being like, hey, you hurt me. Why, why didn't you do this? At the end of the day, you being vulnerable with with, with with somebody is not a catalyst for you retaliating against them later. It should be the impetus for why you should go to them and be like, hey, why are you doing this? Do you get what I'm saying? It just doesn't make sense. Kenya always tries to justify her actions with shit that doesn't, with shit that should make you choose a different action. Kenya always tries to justify herself with shit that that genuinely should should just make you want to do something different. Like, had you thought about how your feelings really affect you, you would have chose a different scenario instead of choosing to go about it in the worst way possible. But because cameras are rolling, you don't take time to properly assess or you may do and you still choose violence. Period. It just, I don't, ugh, I don't get it. But another point that I want to make about Kenya 
is Kenya choosing to play this shady ass game at a kid's birthday party? This is a kid's birthday party. The fact that you wanted to play that game at a kid's birthday party shows what depths Kenya will go for a scene and to shade someone else, even her friends. She set Candy up for that sucking dick in a locker room comment to be made because there was no reason for you to be throwing a birthday party for a child and for y'all to make that an opportunity to have a shady ass scene or for y'all to pull an argument. That's the last motherfucking place that you should have been doing it. And I'm surprised that somebody like Kenya would even try to do that because had some shit going left, she would have tried to use this was my daughter's birthday party as a reason why she condemned them for their behavior at the party later when she's the one that set up the fucking game in the first place. Candy, I think Kenya wrote the shit too because the way that she looked at her when Kenya made that joke about, listen, girl, you know I love you, but playing like she was about to tell her she wrote it. Candy, the way you looked at her made me believe that she wrote it too. I thought she wrote it too. And I think that she was just being funny just to be funny. I think she wrote it too. I never thought I would see the day to be perfectly honest when it comes to this show at this point like because because talking about Kenya makes me want to just change subject at any given chance I can so I'm just jumping to any other note that I can that doesn't have her name in it I thought that I would never see a day where I would be more excited to watch the Kardashians than I would be watching the Real Housewives of Atlanta I was sitting here watching this episode of the reunion sitting here thinking damn I'm ready to cut this off so I can watch the new episode of The Kardashians because they season two premiered, um, came on, and I want to see it. Like, I was sitting here just trying to get through 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 this reunion to watch notes for y'all. But to be honest, I don't know if I'm going to even cover the third part of the reunion because I don't want to sit here and just completely talk shit about the girls and not get nothing positive out of it like I don't want to sit here and bash the girls for an hour and a half and not have anything else real positive to say like if I'm not getting anything out of the contention that I have with their behavior it's like what am I doing it for why am I watching it like if y'all ain't teaching me nothing if I'm not getting anything positive out of it if I'm not getting anything from the season why am I bothering to cover it do you get what I'm saying because I love to kiki and talk shit and and you know joan and jank and joke on the girls just as much as anybody else but excuse me but as much as i love to be shady and you know joke and do all of that i still love to get something positive from the end of the day so if i feel like i'm just shading these girls because i feel like listen i joke and i play but a lot of my jokes and my plan come from me calling the girls out on 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 their behavior right so for me i'll have a lot of these jokes to kind of circumvent me really going hard and going in on them for real for real do you get what i'm saying so i was sitting here watching this episode and i think it was at this point in the show when i started thinking about the kardashians and i was like girl i'm ready to watch something else i'm ready to watch something more 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 fucking positive because i just i'm not feeling it And I think that's part of the reason why I haven't watched this season of Married to Medicine because it's been so negative.
It's been so negative from the shit that Contessa had going on with Heavenly to, 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 to the shit that Audra got going on with Toya. It's just a bit much. I'm tired of seeing reality shows based around negativity. Do you get what I mean? But with that being said, bringing it around to something positive, I thought Sanya had a great first season. I thought Sanya had a great first season. I feel like even though she had a difficult time manipulating, not manipulating, maneuvering and navigating throughout the, the a friend group and getting to know everybody effectively, I do feel like her goal was accomplished and she got to know the, the people that she really gelled with and she made friends with those people and the people who she don't fuck with, she, she don't fuck with. And she said at the end of the day, the the only person that she don't talk to is drew everybody else she has a decent relationship with even kenya who she had problems with all season she even talks to kenya but drew is the only person that she, that she did not have a problem that that she does not have have any type of communication with now i wonder why but girl when it came down to you having this second baby that math wasn't math and for me either sis i i i don't know how you going I don't know how you thought that you was going to get away with giving this man six months to get pregnant after cutting him off for four years with the IUD. Girl, if you don't put them legs to, to the moon and let him have it, honey. But I am glad that you got what you needed from Ross to make sure that you were comfortable enough to want to have a second baby because I do feel like at the end of the day, regardless of you being in an equal partnership with your child, with your child's parent or whatever, da, 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 at the end of the day, you both have to be on one, on, on one accord and on the same page. Like Drew was trying to say, but you have to feel like you have an equal partner in having this baby. You can't just have the baby because that's your husband and then still feel like a single parent because your husband is not contributing to the situation that you need him to contribute to when it comes to raising your children. Do you get what I'm saying? Um, I feel like Now, like I said, I'm writing these notes chronologically as the episode happened. So if it seems like I'm just skipping out of one point straight into another point, it's because I only took notes on what immediately made me pause for comment. Right. Um, Drew and Ralph have never been on the same page. And she's not living a goddamn thing when it comes to figuring out how to balance mom and wife and balance being an, being an independent woman with a strong wife. Because at the end of the day, you submit to your husband and complain about him to your friends and then you let him gaslight you and then you come in and you project that behavior onto the girls that you call yourself being friends with and you use the behavior that that your husband does to you as a defense mechanism so while you want to sit here and talk about you're trying to gauge and give proper advice you are the last person to want to give advice to anybody drew you are the last person 
that I would go to for advice on any day about any subject. I don't care what it is. I feel like the only reason Sanya cared her ass to you for advice was was because you were the person that she knew the best at, at the time. Period. And I don't care nothing about you saying that you don't have ill intent about what you said about, you know, it's her duty as a wife and this and the third. It's not about ill intent. It's about how you word things and then you double down on it and say you 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 double down on the shit that you say you 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 sat here and said in her face that it's her duty to have a baby for her husband and then you sit here and say on watch what 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 happens live basically the same thing right and then you come and sit in her face and say that that's not what you meant and that it's not about ill intent but you sit here and you explain it the exact same way multiple times and then say that that's not what what, what you meant. Well, clearly you need to find somebody to, to clarify what, what you do meant because what you did mean because you're not making any sense at the end of the day. But moving on, Kenya is so quick with a whore joke for Marlo with no receipt, yet one of Kenya's men blatantly admitted that she paid him and she still gets mad about people saying that she pays her boyfriends like shout out to walter because kenya wants to call back to that square reader comment that she made and you so quick to call a call a bitch a whore and once again can't bring nobody she done fucked shout out to marlo can't bring nobody that she done gave head to all of that you you can't sit here and do any of that but but that's the only joke that you have yet we got somebody actually out here saying that you paid them we don't have men out here saying they done ran through marlo slept with her passed her around saying she a trick saying she a jump off we've never heard nobody call her a whore except y'all on this show but plenty of people have said that you pay your men to be on this show, including one of the men you brought on this show. Period. And Andy, the reason why there's an issue be- between the um, two of them is because they are an even match. They are the same girl. They are the same girl, except they do shit very differently, but they are the exact same girl. And Kenya... We don't know what you thought that you was doing with that Latoya Hutchinson shit. Talking about pull your birth certificate. If you didn't have a copy of that woman's birth certificate. And this is what I mean by y'all love the editors when they prove y'all right. But then you can't stand them when they prove y'all wrong. They sat here and flashed that woman's birth certificate on camera. And it says Marlo Patrice Hampton. So why you sitting here talking about pull your birth certificate? You do realize that if she legally changes her name, she can get her birth certificate changed and amended, right? One. And then two, why would you sit here and call for a receipt that somebody can easily pull? Like, you tried so hard. Why would you go through the trouble of trying to dig up a receipt like that that can easily be debunked? Like, girl, shut up. Because the, cause the difference between Kenya and Marlo is that Kenya will reach for anything to read Marlo based on an assumption, like her being a whore, like 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 is that in the third. But Marlo will read Kenya with the facts of her own life and she can't take it. That's the difference, Andy. That's the difference between Kenya and Marlo is that 
Kenya will try to meet. Kenya will try to read Marlo with what just sounds good. She'll try to read her with with some shit that may or may not be true, but it just sounds good. Marlo will, while most of the time it goes below the belt, she will read you with, 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 with she will read you with your own tea and just go straight for your jugular. But it will be facts. She will read you about shit that that you can't say is a lie. But they're the same girl. They both try to hit below the belt. They just do it in different ways. Like at the end of the day, Kenya says worse shit that isn't true. And Marlo reads Kenya with her own tea. And that's the real fact, fact about it. Kenya has done the exact same thing she talks about Marlo for. She went in on this diatribe for some 20-year-old information for some shit that Kenya does season after season. Like at the end of the day, Kenya, you want to try to harp on Marlo being a felon. You want to harp on some old shit from her past about her slicing this bitch's face and doing all of that. When at the end of the day, people call you on shit that you do in real time. You want to sit here and discredit Marlo being on the Real Housewives of Atlanta and being a peach holder for some shit that she did 20 years ago, yet you can't be discredited for some shit that you consistently do every single season? Shut the fuck up, Kenya. Shut the fuck up. Because you want to discredit Marlo for having the same platform as you. Period. No matter what, you can be Miss USA... You can be an extra in Waiting to Exhale. You can be an extra on every black TV show that was ever produced in the 90s. You can produce a straight-to-DVD movie. You can do all of those things. You can have a hair care line in CVS, Sally's, Walmart, in every drugstore in America. But at the end of the day, that will not change the fact that you and Marlo are on the same show holding the same fucking peach period period get over it the only reason and it's starting to look desperate at this point you look like you just are mad at marlo because she's sitting on the same platform as you that's really what it is and at the end of the day it's tired and it's old if you're not gonna hate marlo for a reason then leave her ass the fuck alone because you sound crazy as shit sitting here continuing to have this issue with her based on old shit and the fact that you sat here and brought your ass up on this reunion and tried to expose marlo with some 20 year old tea with no facts and some shit that she's talked about before and then tried to say she never talks about what she's come on the show for Marlo is the one who brought up her own mugshots. Lest we forget, Marlo is the one that talked about her own mugshots. Marlo is the one who has said before the reason why she went to jail and the reason why she got the initial felony and the rest of the shit that she got mugshots for were for for probation violations. She said this shit before, just like she said where she gets her money from. Before, y'all want to sit here and try to read Marlo with with the, with the same old shit that she's explained before. It's pathetic. I'm tired of it. And it's very, very old to me. 
very, very old to me. But thank you, Andy, for making it clear that everything that Kenya was talking about was at least over a decade ago. Because you sat here and you asked Marlo, when was all of this shit that she was talking about? And Marlo said it was in her 20s. Marlo is in her 40s now. So it was at least a decade to 20 years ago that... Kenya is talking about and yet the shit that Marlo talks about that Kenya does happened a few weeks ago happened a few months ago we can sit here and watch it happen on the season we can sit here and watch it happen back watch it go on watch it back over all these seasons but yet you want to talk about some shit that Marlo did before she was ever on the show but you can't sit here and account for the shit that you do on the show I really don't want to hear it Kenya, go the fuck on. Marlo got you pressed. That's what it is. Marlo got you pressed and and her foot is on your neck. And Marlo, I hope that that you pay attention to it. Because at the end of the day, you got Kenya shook. She is so pressed to take you down. She is so pressed to, to, to discredit you. She is so pressed to make Andy and the fans not like you so that you won't come back on this show so that she can feel superior to you. She wants to feel superior to you so bad, but you're on the same platform as her, so she can't get the leg up on you that she wants. Keep stepping on that bitch's neck. Period. Now, mind you, we're going to go on to my last few points. Anthony, I don't even know why this phone call happened, to be perfectly honest. Was it a little bit of vindication for Sheree? Sure. Sure, but the only thing it would have did for me was made me look at Drew because I would have been like, okay, so does this mean that now you're going to start questioning Anthony because um, he's like, Anthony is clearly willing to, to, to come on and lie. He's lied about everything that, that he said to Drew, right? So... Drew, are you actually going to fire him? If he done came on and flipped it on you. Now, mind you, you said on the show that Anthony was on probation. Not once on this reunion have you said that that, that you fired Anthony. So what just happened on the second part of this, this reunion is your assistant came on the show and threw you under the bus and basically tried to say that he tried to give you a storyline. So what that makes me believe is that you went to Anthony digging for a storyline about Sheree and that Anthony was being the messy gay boy that he was and he prepped you with shit on Sheree because he might have messed around with with her too, did some stuff with her too, fooled a lot around with her too and when he found out that she really don't pay her bills, he stepped off. But you knew that she was coming back on the show and you wanted to have ammo. So you knew that that you had a connection to her through... Through Anthony, and you used Anthony to feed you with all the bullshit. But for some reason, now you and Anthony ain't cool. I wonder what what that's about. Cause Anthony also said that your husband is gay too. And why didn't you believe him about your husband, but you believed him about Sheree being broke and not paying bills? Oh, because she was the person that 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 you wanted to go after this season. 
But when you tried to get on and throw Anthony under the bus, and when the shit came out about the the um shit that he said about your husband too, all of a sudden he had to choose a side, and he chose Sheree. Now I wonder why he chose the side of somebody who has who he's never been an assistant to over somebody who allegedly paid him, because he actually was your assistant. You allegedly actually paid him. So what did you do to Anthony for him to flip on you and all of a sudden take take the side of somebody who has never paid him? That makes me wonder. That makes me wonder. That really makes me wonder. Now, that was pretty much all I really cared about to talk about on the episode. The last thing that I'm going to talk about when it comes to the Real Housewives of Atlanta, when it comes to this second part of this reunion, is Sheree talking about she got an announcement or or um, she got a surprise for, for, for the girls that she want to bring out on, the, on part three. She better not bring these fucking hoodies out. And this better not be the hoodie that Anthony that that Anthony that Andy posted on social media because if that's the hoodie, I told y'all that he didn't pay for it. I told y'all weeks ago that he didn't pay for that motherfucking hoodie. And if she brings out she buy charade hoodies for all the girls on this goddamn stage, and she hands Andy the same hoodie that we saw him on on Twitter in once again. If you went to SheBuySheree.com and you bought something from, from this woman's online boutique that she's posing as a clothing line, y'all nutty as squirrel shit. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Anyway, that's all I got for the Real Housewives of Atlanta. This part of the reunion. I said it in my intro. I don't think that they're going to be able to keep this shit up. And this episode was not exciting. It got back to them being annoying for me. The first episode of the reunion was cool for me. It, it was fun. I felt like they was going to redeem themselves. And then in, then in part two, they got right back to their stupid ass bullshit. So there's your review. Y'all got it. I, 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 I hope y'all are happy now. I don't think I'm going to review part three because I really don't want to hear shit the husbands have to say for real. Because at the end of the day, I think we got everything that the husbands needed to say on camera. I don't want to hear shit Ralph has to say. Ralph um, Ross defended his wife on camera and he's an amazing man. I really don't need to hear anything from him because he's a great ass dude. And Todd, if you're not going to come on this reunion and 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 hold Candy and, and your mother-in-law accountable for the shit that she continues to let her mother say about you. I don't really know what you could say either, because at the end of the day, Marlo ain't shit. And you coming on here to read Marlo is just going to make the people think you out here being messy. So you may as well just let Candy cuss Marlo the fuck out and let Don Juan and A1 read her own speak on it and move the fuck on. So with that being said, I'm finna move on. I'm finna go on and cut here and we finna go on and take our final break. I'm finna come back, wrap up the show, and that's going to be it for this episode. So we'll be right back. All right, ladies, gents, and everything and everybody in between. This has been our second part of the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion. Y'all let me know what y'all feel. Because I thought that they were going to be able to hold it down. 
And then once I saw the first part of the reunion, I was like, oh, they got it all. They covered everything I wanted them to talk about. They got it. They got all the juice out the first squeeze. So I don't know what they have to talk about in the second and third part of the reunion because they could have really wrapped this whole season up in one episode. Real talk. They could have gave us one 90-minute reunion and it could have been done for me. But if y'all want me to keep talking about the Real Housewives of the Atlanta reunion, y'all let me know. I'll cover part three if y'all want me to. Um... Let me know how you feel about the episode. Let me know if you agree with with, with, with my points. Let me know if y'all see where I'm coming from. Um, excuse me if the episode was a little all over the place and scattered. Because I just, I felt like I had to scratch for things to talk about. Like, like I felt like I had to scratch and dig for points. And it just eventually led to me just reading the girls on their bullshit and just calling them out on stupid shit. Because they didn't give us enough significant shit to talk about in this episode or the whole season like i said they didn't give us enough season to talk about for a reunion so the fact that this reunion is three parts and they really could have wrapped this up in one 90 minute special really ain't giving it up for me um let me know what y'all want to see going into next season who y'all want to see go who y'all want to see come back do y'all want to see porsche come back because people talking about it's getting finalized that porsche is coming back and i don't want her to come back I don't because I feel like Portia can't contribute nothing to the show anymore without addressing the real shit about what's going on with her and Simon. I feel like I don't really give a fuck about anything else that Portia chooses to do or Portia wants to contribute on this show if she's not going to be honest about her and Simon. Excuse me. Oh, child, the temperature dropping. Anyway, I don't want to see Portia come back. I want to see this cast come back, but I want to see them come back and really stop playing TV. Stop playing TV. <coughs> if y'all going to sit here and conduct yourselves like a, like a damn friend group, be a real fucking friend group and be friends. Because y'all acting like a bunch of frenemies who are playing Big Brother. And I'm tired of it because y'all want to sit here and go after each other in these vile ass evil ways. But then sit here and sob about it under the pretenses of y'all supposed to be friends. And that don't make sense because friends don't treat each other the way that y'all treat each other on this reality show. And I'm not just talking about Atlanta. I'm talking about all the fucking franchises. I've said this before. Real Housewives does not represent friend groups well. It does not represent these women in the best light because at the end of the day, they're supposed to be representing themselves as friends, yet they're representing themselves as the shittiest friends ever. So if I want to see this shit come back, I want to see this shit come back for real and be real ass friends. But... Y'all let me know what y'all need. Let let me know what y'all want. Let me know what y'all want to see. I'm willing to take all y'all's opinions into consideration. Make sure you guys are subscribed to my YouTube channel, Georgia Carolina, because a new episode of Real Reality Realness, The Super Chat, will be out on Sunday. And make sure you guys tune in. I'm going to be recapping all the episodes from this week talking about my 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 favorite moments, my favorite episodes, all the stuff that I've 
been doing on the show this week and all the things that I'm going to have coming up in next week's show. So with that being said, if you like the episode, give me a five star rating. Leave me comments. Let me know how you guys love love the show. Please respond to the question in the um, response section of Spotify. Leave me comments on my YouTube community tab on Instagram. Follow the show at Real Reality Realness on Instagram. Follow me on YouTube, on Instagram and Twitter at Sheree Laveau. And, you know, make sure you press all those buttons, tap all those things, like all those bells, all the things, 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 you know, all those things. Child, I'm tired of talking about them. Child, it's got me fumbling all over my words. Do all of the thing, the thing, the thing, the things. And with that being said, I love every single one of y'all from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Be blessed, be true, be you, be your best self, love yourself first. And until the next episode, y'all, peace.